You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome to the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you. And we have reached the end of the regular season marathon. Game 162 in the books for the Atlanta Braves, your National League East Division champs yet again as they finish with 101 wins but do fall in the finale of the season. 12-9 to the final score and a kind of a wacky game on a Wednesday afternoon down in Miami. But the Braves, they'd already handled the business they needed to on Tuesday as they clinched the NL East. And despite the fact that they finished with the same record as the New York Mets, the all-important tiebreaker goes in Atlanta's favor. And thus, we now move and and move ahead and uh, turn our attention, I should say, to the National League Division Series. We're going to talk all about that. Of course, we'll walk you back through what was the final chapter for the 2022 Braves. A little bit of a, a misguided, I, th- I think, finale in terms of what this club did this year, how good they were. And they were trying to come back on the final day of the season, despite not having the same suspects, the usual suspects in that starting nine. And, of course, uh, using a bullpen game to get through it. But we'll get to all that in a moment. want to remind you, of course, to make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Make sure you've got those alerts enabled so you get notified every time we drop a new episode. We'll be with you all postseason long, so make sure that you are locked in with us here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you check out the apps on Amazon Fire and on Roku as well. And be sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. So those are all the ways to connect with us. And now we will connect with game number 162 Jake, I don't think there were any great big takeaways from this game other than it was played. The Braves lost. Everybody looks to be as healthy as they can be coming out of it. And now Atlanta will turn its sights towards the division series and the postseason. Yeah, that's certainly what we're all ready for and excited for. Look, I'm surprised they were able to even field a team after watching the postgame celebration. And rightfully so, those guys got after it but uh there were still some competitiveness to this game on both sides today mm-hmm. i mean you saw at least on the the batter's side of things there was a lot of competitive at bats a lot of foul balls like the Braves had the bases loaded with von grissom up in a 12 pitch at bat to end the game so uh there was some of that obviously backup players for the braves you know some players trying to get on a postseason roster maybe trying to make a last impression mm-hmm. here so you know other than that it's pretty much was a glorified spring training game um, but you know, still it's a game of baseball. You go out there, you want to try to do your best. And like I said, make an impression and, and win and have some pride. And I, I think you saw some of that from both sides today. Yeah. I mean, both sides were grinded out. There was 21 runs scored between the two clubs and 28 hits. Let's get into the particulars of game 162. As I mentioned, Braves now 101 and 61, nine runs, 15 hits and error. 10 men left on base. Marlins are 69 and 93 as they close out the season and bid adieu to Don Mattingly, who uh, managed his final game for the Miami club, 12 runs, 13 hits, no errors, five men left aboard. Andrew Nardi picked up the win. He is one and one. Jesse Chavez, four and three, takes the loss and relief. Dylan Floro got the save for Miami. Game lasted three hours and 40 minutes. I think the last 40 minutes was Vaughn Grissom's final at bat. 12,195 uh, paid to see it. A couple of home runs in this one for the Braves. Marcelo Zuna, Matt Olson, number 23 for Marcel, number 34 for Matt who had a couple of big drives in this game, thought he might sneak another one out of the ballpark. But good swings from him, that's, of course, good to see. I don't want to belabor the point too much and go line by line by line in this box score about what happened in this final game. But the broad strokes were, it was a bullpen game. Jackson Stevens started it. Unfortunately, Jesse Chavez got knocked around a little bit, four earned runs in a third of an inning. He takes a loss. Uh, what did you take from uh, what was happening on the mound? And 
as we all know, this was just one of those. You have to play it. It's on the schedule. You get through it, and everybody's healthy. But uh, probably not a banner day for the Braves pitching staff. No, it wasn't. A couple of things from the pitching side. One, I was surprised Jesse Chavez was the one who, you know, kind of couldn't make it out of an inning and got blown up. But the other was Tyler Matzik. I was he was the one pitcher today who I knew was going to throw that I was really interested to see mm-hmm. and see how he was going to do. Obviously, you know, this is not a big situation, but velocity just still isn't there. It's just it's not the same. Tyler Matzik so I don't know what to expect from him going into this postseason and you know what his role is on this postseason team if he's on the roster and I think he will be just at least as another lefty but um, you know again that was just the one thing I was watching today and nothing there really showed me that he you know deserves a bigger role in the bullpen. Yeah, a couple of innings from him, a couple of earned runs. Uh, Salvino Brancho, who we will not see on the postseason roster, wouldn't imagine unless a lot of things go wrong. Two and a third innings, he kind of did yeoman's work to try to close it out. Three earned runs against him. Dylan Lee closed it out with a strikeout against the only batter he faced. And that was pretty much what was going on on the pitching side. You didn't see any of Atlanta's high-leverage relievers. They got this day off for obvious reasons. And will now get, what, five days off as they get ready for game one of the NLDS, which happens on October the 11th. Don't know who they're playing yet, but you know the Braves are looking forward to resting this pitching staff as Jake. They leaned on those that big three, I would call it, that three-headed monster that we now have of uh, Kenley Jansen at the end and the setup men, Rysel Iglesias and A.J. Minter, but also the guys who've been doing some serious great work in the middle frames. Dylan Lee did have to throw in this game, but you, know, you didn't see Colin McHugh. And I, I feel like this has been, really for the Braves, a strength of theirs down the stretch was the bullpen, and it really flexed its might in the three-game sweep against the New York Mets. And, of course, game 161 when the Braves were busy clinching the division. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can honestly say the bullpen is maybe one of the biggest reasons the Braves are in the position they are 100%. in, uh, especially, you know, we talk about the work they did in September and specifically in that series against the Mets. So, yeah, Snit said it after postgame last night. He was glad they went ahead and clinched it so that they could give those guys rest because he's had to really lean on them here lately in all of these must-win games, which – As you said, both the Braves and the Mets finished tied with the same record, so you needed all of those games, and especially all those against the Mets. So good to give them some rest. I was surprised Dylan Lee even was brought into this game. Uh, Looked like, you know, Snicker just wanted to play a little matchup there on lefty-lefty, and Lee came in in three pitches and and struck him out. So, I mean, I I still, you know, I obviously think Lee's going to be a big part of uh, the bullpen in the postseason. I think he's definitely earned that, and he's pitched much better here down the stretch after a little hiccup. So, yeah, I mean, look, that was the that was the magic for the Braves last year. That that bullpen, it really has become a five inning game, and you've seen that mm-hmm. over the past week or so. If your starter can just give you five innings, that offense can do enough to get you a lead. You go to you know McHugh, Iglesias, Mentor, Jansen to lock it down. You feel pretty good about your chances. Yeah, you have to because of the way that they have pitched and the fact that when you needed them most to really show that what they're capable of and and what they've been, I think a strength for the Braves all year long. When you look across the league and some of the bullpen issues some other teams were having, the Braves did not have it nearly as bad as some other clubs did. Sure, there's going to be highs and lows and blown saves here and there and some leads that get away from you, but at the clip that the Braves were winning. The bullpen was a big reason why that you go, what, 44 games over 500 from June the 1st on to win 101 ball games. Your bullpen probably did a few things right along the way. And as it happens for Atlanta, they were doing a lot of things right down the stretch. And that three-game series against the Mets was, as it turned out, for all the marbles in the National League East because those three games helped the Braves obviously flip the standings on New York, but also gave Atlanta that 10-9 season series advantage. And so the Braves, who honestly, I mean, we can look at game 162 for Atlanta and for New York, 
it's not like they were trotting out what will be their game one playoff lineups and game one playoff starting pitchers in this. So kind of the drama was taken out of it. But the fact that they do, you know, ironically or otherwise, both finish 101 and 61, just lets you know that that tiebreaker in that big three-game series for the Braves was just Atlanta coming and playing in a big series at its absolute best and picking up those must-win victories, as it turns out, to be NLE's champions. It's almost salt in the wound, I think, from a Mets perspective, if you sit there and, and look at, you know, finish with the same record, but why didn't we win the division? Oh, it's because of that one series in Atlanta. Really, those last two series where yeah. the Braves won, you know, six of the last seven against them. Um, you know, that's why the Braves are the, the NL East champs and you're not. So I kind of thought about that. Obviously, a lot of different if Max Fried starts this game as opposed to Jackson Stevens. So it mm -hmm. could have been a different result. But, you know, I think the vote teams finishing with that even record, just kind of that reminder of the way things ended there for the Mets. Yeah. And if it meant something, you knew the Mets were probably going to go mm -hmm. with Jacob deGrom in their game. And deGrom against the Nationals sounds like a, a slight advantage for the New York club. I mean, they had a great season. The Braves had a great season. Both clubs are going to the playoffs. The yeah. roads through October, though, are going to be a little bit different for both of these teams just based on the seating. And we now know the entire playoff field and how everything is set and we'll talk about that in just a moment i do want to go through the braves offense briefly matt olson of course i mentioned uh, led the team with 103 runs batted in as he hit his 34th home run of the year in this game a couple of more runs knocked in for him uh, william Contreras with a couple of hits marcelo zuna homered he had three hits uh, guillermo heredia got a little bit of his own uh, action in on some of those uh, base hits for himself a few uh, slashes for himself with a three for five day. So good to see Guillermo, who, you know, if you look at him and you look at Ozuna, both those guys are vying for, you know, at least a postseason roster spot as a reserve. It'll be interesting to see what decisions the Braves make. And of course, they'll have that taxi squad. And I would imagine, you know, if one's not on there, then he could be on there. And then series to series, it could change as well. So you talked about this earlier, Jake. Some of these at bats and some of these games are, are in this final game do mean something to some of these players. It does. I mean, and I even think Grossman and Rosario, who I think are both going to be on the postseason roster, you know, they're trying to figure out who's going to be the starter, whatever the handedness of the pitcher out there. So, uh, you know, I thought Grossman had some good at-bats today, had a, a nice double, had a, a gift double by by the Marlins there, and Ozuna with three hits and a big three-run homer. So, uh, again, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision for Snicker what he wants to do with that bench. But Olsen almost had two homers on the day. I mean, just a great finish for him. You know, the Braves don't really have a backup first baseman, so he ended up having to play this in, entire game. Dansby started it, getting all, you know, playing in all 162 games, as did Matt Olsen. Dansby, the only one, I believe, in all of Major League Baseball to start all 162 games. So uh, pretty, you know, pretty nice accomplishment for him yep. there but uh love the love the bats from Olsen another off-speed pitch away that he has the power to go out and get and take it out to right center in a really big ballpark and like I said almost hit two out there uh, on this game so good to see him you know continuing to heat up even in a game where you know wasn't wasn't a lot on the line I uh, am still able to to get a ball out of the park and hit it hard so I uh, love to see that from Matt Olsen hopefully it carries into big October yeah, and he was looking for a momentum at the end of his season. He found it in that Mets series, most certainly, really on the final road trip as well, started swinging the bat extremely well. The power showed up. The home runs have been flying of late, and he got himself up to 34 on the year. You mentioned the 162, and in all of baseball, the only guys to appear in every game were indeed Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson. There were a few guys at 160, 161. Austin Riley had it not been for the birth of his child earlier this season. He had a very good chance of being one of those guys too, but he got the day off in the series or the series and season finale 
down in Miami, and I believe he is the answer to who is the Braves' backup first baseman. Mm -hmm. But when the answer is your starter at another position, it's probably not a great answer. So hopefully we don't have to see that uh, play out at any point. But be that as it may, the Braves put up nine runs, just not enough to beat the Marlins and end the season on a high note. But I don't know that any note was going to get much higher than what happened in Game 2 as the Braves won the NLEs for the fifth consecutive time. We'll take a look ahead to the playoffs, the National League Division Series. That's what the Braves are going to be resting up for and readying themselves for. It'll start at Truist Park on October the 11th. That's a Tuesday. We just don't know who we're going to be playing yet, but we'll talk about some of those scenarios after I tell you about betonline.net and the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Head to betonline.net today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, we're not going to have a game starting for a few days. We'll be sitting and watching and figuring out who the Braves are going to be playing when it comes to the National League Division Series matchup. Jake, you got the Phillies, who got in on the wild card, ending their 11-year postseason drought. You've got the St. Louis Cardinals, who have been making a lot of headlines in the second half, both with their great play to take over the Central from a Brewers team that kind of fell off the uh, fell off a cliff. And then you also had Albert Pujols' assault on 700 home runs. You had Paul Goldschmidt's MVP season. Nolan Arenado really looking like the player that the Cardinals traded for, both offensively and defensively. He's doing great. And oh, by the way, it seems like it could be the final act for Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina as well. So a lot of storylines for that Cardinals club. Meanwhile, for the Phillies, the Braves know them pretty well. Um, Do you have a a preference as to which club that you think the Braves match up a little bit better against. Yeah, that's probably going to be the question, you know, we get asked a lot the most over the next couple of days. And uh, look, I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me, I think in the grand scheme of things, because all of these teams in the national league are so good, whether it's, it's the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, I think those are obviously the top three, but you know, would not be surprised if the Padres get hot, would not be surprised with the Cardinals who, you know, have that voodoo magic in October, yeah. you know, they get hot. Uh, and the Phillies, I mean, look, they have a, a good offense. They have a star player in Bryce Harper, and they have two really good starters in uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And their bullpen, by the way, has gotten a lot better as well. Yep. They put Zach, Zach Eflin back there, who's been really good closing out games for them. So they have David Robertson, Jose Alvarado, who fixes the mound every time he pitches, you know, and Sir Anthony Dominguez. So, I mean, yeah. look, all these teams are, are dangerous. I think the Braves are capable of beating any of them, but – uh, you know, in terms of matchup wise, you know, I, I think all these teams are, are so good and ki- could give the Braves, you know, any type of challenge. So I will say the Cardinals just scare me because of what mm-hmm. they do in October and some mm-hmm. of the horrors that the Braves have had against them. So yeah. uh, I guess if, if I, that's the way I had to pick, I'd probably go, you know, wanting to face the Phillies rather than the Cardinals just because the Cardinals and what they're doing and the story they're they're writing over there with those guys that you mentioned, Wayno and Yachty and, and Pools and what they're doing, that makes me a little nervous. But, uh, again, I think the Braves are, are good enough to go up against anybody they play. But this National League, you know, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think it is going to be a tough field and all these clubs that kind of earned the, their way in and with different stories attached to all of them. The Braves had to make a furious second-half comeback. Well, so did the Cardinals. The Phillies had to fire Joe Girardi to get themselves going to go in, and they did a lot of their work this year without Bryce Harper being present. So it says a lot about what that club was able to do under Rob Thompson, who you know looks like he was able to be the hand that they needed to guide that ship and in their you know decades-long postseason uh, drought that they were dealing with. And then, of course, you've got the New York Mets who are going to have to deal with that San Diego Padres club that looks like it could be very capable of making that run. 
the Dodgers and the Braves will both kind of be sitting, watching, resting, and and getting themselves healthy for the National League Division Series matchups that follow. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this, and it's three games, no days off in these series. Once they get started, they will play right on through, and it doesn't change venues. So it's going to be kind of fun to see what happens. But as far as the Braves and who they could be facing, whether it's the Cardinals, whether it's the Phillies, I feel like they know both those clubs fairly well, but obviously they played the Phillies a whole lot more this year. I like that matchup at Truist Park uh, as far as the home field is concerned. And then you kind of think about what the Cardinals did and you know have been able to do against the Braves in the postseason in 2019 and just kind of their general October um, resume, if you will, of, of being a club that knows how to win it all and having all of those guys with some momentum heading into what could be the final act of their career. There's a lot going on there. So I think the Phillies would probably be the matchup I would pick if I had to, but you know, this Cardinals club may not give us much of a choice. They've also got a great bullpen. They've got, what, three or four guys that throw 101, 102 miles yeah. an hour. So, you know, it could be a rough ride. We're talking about the Braves bullpen. I think the Cardinals bullpen is pretty darn good as well. We'll see how all of that plays out and uh, who the Braves draw in the National League Division Series. Of course, they won't be playing again, will Atlanta, until Tuesday, October the 11th. That's game one of the NLDS. Either the Phillies or the Cardinals. The Cardinals or the Phillies. We'll find out after the wild card round. That brings us to the end of this edition and the regular season for the Braves postcast. We appreciate you so much for all the support, all the subscriptions, the likes, the shares, all the comments that we get each and every day. We appreciate those so much. So make sure you are subscribed right here to Locked On Sports Atlanta so you'll know when we drop a new episode. You can turn on those notifications. If you have Roku or Amazon Fire, you can find the Locked On Sports Atlanta app. You can follow us on there. And, of course, Jake's got great stuff coming for you as the postseason is here with Locked On Braves. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, it's been a great ride uh, throughout the regular season, but as uh, you said right before we got on, now the real season begins, and it should be fun to see what happens. Yeah, it should be. I mean, this is what you play for all season long. You go into every season as a fan. All you ask for is a chance to compete, a chance to win championships. Braves certainly are in that that mode, and hopefully for a lot longer to come, but uh, certainly geared up, ready for this postseason, ready for this wild card weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're excited to talk about it after each and every one of the Braves postseason games. Make sure you are following along with us here on the Braves Postcast. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. Until the NLDS, we bid you adieu, and we will talk to you soon. So long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 